Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, we have a special edition on the program today. We are talking about our conference coming up here November 9th through the 10th. Um, and this is our annual Reformation Conference. The theme of the conference this year is Living in Between, the Christian life in the here and now. And basically, the concept of the conference is based off of five chapters in Calvin's Institutes on the Christian life. And later, those chapters were extracted out and put in this little book that we're going to give away for free called A Little Book on the Christian Life. The first chapter just deals with our call to living in between, the holiness that God calls us to. The second and third chapter deal with um, self-denial. The third, uh, the fourth chapter deals with meditating on the future life. And then the fifth chapter deals with how do we use this present life and the comforts um, in it for God's glory. So we figured today we would talk about um, chapter three in this book. So to kind of give you a foretaste of the conference. By the way, this is coming up November 9th and 10th. And we have two speakers that we're bringing in, Dr. David Murray from Puritan Reformed Theological Seminary and Pastor Anthony Savaggio. Now he's... Is he serving in New York somewhere? Yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> so a couple out-of-towners. It's going to be a great conference. Um, just to give you a little bit from last year, we had over 675 people registered at the conference last year. It was a, a kind of a exceeded our expectations in terms of the 500-year anniversary of the Reformation, and we loved getting together so much that we were like, we got to do this again. And that's kind of where the Gospel for Life radio program was birthed out of this this conference. So... Let's go ahead and talk about um, this this idea of self-denial that Calvin talks about in his book. So sometimes Calvin gets this negative um, press um, seen as kind of hard or, or cold or um, not probably somebody that you would think of as, as being the life of a party. And so I'm, I'm starting with two quotes that might reinforce that. <laughs> and so I'm going to see if the, the men around the, the table here can help us understand what Calvin's getting at. So he says, For those whom the Lord has chosen and condescended to welcome into fellowship with him, they should be um, prepare themselves for a life that's hard, laborious, troubled, and full of many and various kinds of evil. And then with that, combine, unless our own weaknesses are regularly displayed to us, we easily overestimate our own virtue being by nature inclined to attribute all good things to our own doing. So is this just Calvin being a negative Nancy, or what's going on here? <laughs> no, I, I think this is Calvin the pastor uh, being honest mm-hmm. and, and uh, inviting us in, into a Christian journey that, thank God, thank God for honesty and realism, and I'll go back even before Calvin, and say the Bible is the most realistic book ever written mm-hmm. 
and a whole lot. Un- unfortunately, there's a lot of Christian preaching out there, and I, I heard of it. And, and Lord, 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 forgive me. I, I may have I may have even preached this from time to time uh, to make false promises of what the Christian life is. That you know, you you come to Christ, and all of a sudden you're just zapped with happiness, and that's going to be the you know, that's going to be the story. And as the old song says, and now, and now I am happy all the day. Mm. Well, no, Calvin is just being realistic here that the, the Christian life is going to have times that are hard and laborious and troubled. Uh, and until we, we, when we accept that, uh, then it becomes a journey. Then it becomes a journey of joy as we learn to walk it with the Lord. Mm. Well, we're, we're told in Scripture that when we are a friend of God, we're at enmity with the world. When we're a friend of the world, we're at enmity with God. Yeah. And so what happens is is um, Calvin's reminding us that we still have our old enemies. We, ha- we still have sin, Satan, and the, and the world. And we are literally s- swimming upstream as, as a Christian. We're faced with uh, many trials and, and that, and they test our faith so that it will be refined like gold. Um, you know, I was heading down the uh, 84 the other day, and I saw a license plate that said Lucifer. <laughs> mm. And I didn't want to tell anybody I was traveling in the same direction as Satan. <laughs> 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 what happens is when, you, when you're going the opposite direction <laughs> – but but it's it's a, it's a reminder that that we do have trials in our life because we do have those same enemies. Yeah, yeah. If you're, I just want to insert this real quick. If you're an unbeliever and you're listening to this radio station, here's the maybe a cup of cold water right in your face. It's not just that Christians have a a hard lot in this life. It's that all human beings do. Yes. I grew up in the 90s, and so I listened to like the four horsemen of the grunge apocalypse, you know, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, Nirvana, and (laughs) Alice in Chains. And out of all four of those bands, three of the lead singers have committed suicide. Mm -hmm. Only one is alive today. And and these guys are not believers. Why? You know, I mean, they had all the money. They had all the fame. They had everything that they wanted. They have a hard lot just like Christians have. We have Christ. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I just walked away from that, just realizing. Well, this explains a lot about Josh. <laughs> <laughs> so I it's may true. I may have missed the point of the story. <laughs> <laughs> well, the point is, is your first quote. You know uh, that for those from Calvin, from his little book on the Christian life, for those whom the Lord has chosen and condescended to welcome into His fellowship with Him, should prepare themselves for a life that is hard, laborious, troubled, and full of many and various kinds of evil. That's 100% true. Don't deny that. But like what Peter said to Jesus, where should we go, Lord? You have the words of eternal life. Right. Where else yeah. would we go? Yeah. Well, Calvin goes on to say and, and argue that one of the reasons that the, the Lord afflicts his people is to test their endurance and to train them in holiness. Yeah. And we look at that and we say, well, why would he do it that way? So why would he do it that way? Why does God use afflictions to test and to train? Yeah. And, and the Lord has been honest with us in his word. You know, nowhere, nowhere does God's word promise that following Jesus Christ is going to be an easy road. Um, but it's going to be the road with Christ. Remember, remember Jesus said it's narrow. His, his way is narrow and difficult and few find it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's another way that's broad and easy. Don't expect an easy road, but expect it to be mm-hmm. filled with life and love and purpose because it, it's with with the Lord. Yeah. 
and 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 following him to his ultimate victory. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing better. To, to your question, why does God afflict us? Um, I recently been pastoring a, a couple here who have been going through some really hardships, um, and they're they're looking for answers. They're looking for comfort, yeah. and. One of the things, this isn't the first thing I said, but one of the things I said in my, in my pastoral counsel to them was like, look, consider how much, how kind God is to you. If you were left to yourself in your, in your uh, prosperity, in your comfort, you would never seek God. You, wouldn't, you don't naturally seek God when all is well. We naturally seek ourselves when all is well. Right. God in his kindness uh, puts that thorn in our life so that we'll cry out to God. These afflictions are, are part of the way that God leads us to himself because left to ourselves, we would not follow him. Mm-hmm. Calvin also says that the cross is also a means by which God trains us in obedience. Mm-hmm. For God's people are taught to live according to God's will rather than their own. Mm-hmm. Have you guys experienced that idea of that the cross is, has taught you in, in obedience? That at the crosses of life, ultimately the the cross of that we are identifying with the death of, of Jesus Christ. That in that we've learned to live according to God's will, not ours. Yeah, there's there's questions that we ask ourselves. You know, what are you doing simply because you love Jesus? What are you not doing simply because you love Him? And because of His great sacrifice, um, because of all that He's done, because we are dear children of God. Because he's bought us with a price, we recognize all those things, and we we you know we enter into uh, life with him. And he tells us that if you know if the world hated him, it's going to hate us as well. But we're do, we're doing this because we know what the outcome of our faith is: the salvation of our souls. Um, we're you know we and because of that, we can be filled with a certain amount of joy that's inexpressible, even as we're going through there. We're Told in First Peter chapter one, uh, you know, in this you rejoice. Verse six: In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you've been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith is more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in the praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And though you do not see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible. Mm-hmm. So there are things that simply because I love him, I, we do. We, we, choose, we choose that life over the other because of his, because of his love for us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We love him because he first loved us. Yeah. And the good news of the, of the Christian life is that we are not left to ourselves and our own resources. Calvin will, will say that the holiness – Holiest among us know that they stand by God's grace and not by their own virtue. And then he goes on to say, the cross destroys the false notion of our own strength that we've dared to entertain, and it destroys that hypocrisy in which we have taken refuge and pleasure. It strips us of all carnal self-confidence and thus humbly instructs us to cast ourselves on God alone so that we won't be crushed and, mm-hmm. and defeated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. praise God, the, the crucifixion of Jesus is not – his crucifixion alone, but he he carried me there, and and my the the old man Phil Moran was crucified there, uh, my pride crucified, my self sufficiency crucified, my idea that I have any righteousness of my own crucified there. It's it it, it it's dead, 
uh, and and I have absolutely no reliance in it whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, and that's why that's why his cross gives me hope. Yeah. Uh, because that old man has been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, <laughs> but Christ who lives in me. Yeah. Um, but we all kind of have this existential aspect to our our characters that we we want to do something we want to be oh, the yeah, superman yeah. we want to be the one that yeah so how does how does that calvin just seems to come in and just yeah. throw cold water all over that i yeah. mean johnny erickson Tata, i saw her uh, dear sister in the lord speak on this issue a long time ago some people can reduce the cross to merely the love of god and uh, mm-hmm. so that saying has been said you know if you were the only person on earth jesus would still die for you mm-hmm. and she goes let's turn that around if you were the only person on earth, Jesus would still have to die for you because mm-hmm. you are that bad. Mm-hmm. The cross puts that nail through the coffin that we have any strength. I mean, really, mm-hmm. grace tells us the most awful things about us because it took the death of the Son of God to redeem us. Yeah. Well, then that's where, and I don't remember the exact quote, but I remember the gist of it, that Luther, Luther talked about how, you know, we will talk about how much we love the grace of God. He said, no, we don't. We hate it. Yeah, uh, we hate grace because it, it means that I have nothing to bring. Yeah. Well, you have been listening to the Gospel for Life, and we are talking about our annual conference coming up, November ninth and tenth. The theme this year is living in between the Christian life in the here and now. So we'll really answer the question: How do we live in between? You know, Jesus coming to us and causing the new birth, and and between His second coming. What does this life look like right now? conference will be based on John Calvin's little book on the Christian life. This is a book that we'll be giving away at the conference and as well as several other books. It's a free conference. You can register at ReformationBoise.com. It's going to be a great time. Lots of churches are, are participating and gathering together. There's going to be food trucks there on Saturday for fellowship, and uh, we hope that you can make it. Um, go to ReformationBoise.com. Again, you can register for free. There's no cost, but you will get books and fellowship and get to hear the Word of God. We'll see you next time. 